this thing on? Because it's getting ready to be on. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bell Ringer. My name is Greg. Your guest name today is Russell Carigliano, co-owner of Rosina Food Products right here in Buffalo, Niagara. Throughout the episode, we talk about Rosina Food Products, growth, origin story, recent expansion set to open here in December, and then more macroscopically about Buffalo Niagara as a destination for food processing companies and the reasons why those companies have such success here, including our infrastructure and our workforce. Thanks to Russ for his time and you for yours. So tell our listeners, you know, for those that don't know, a bit about Rosina. Okay. Well, Rosina is a Western New York company that was established back in 1963 by my father, James Carigliano. And the company is named after my mother, Rose Carigliano. And in Italian, it's Rosina. And today, uh, Frank and I are second generation, Frank being my brother, Frank, who we are partners and co-owners of Rosina Food Products today. And uh, we're continuing to grow the business and uh, establish our roots even deeper into Western New York. So when your parents started the business in the 60s, I'm, I'm sure it looked quite a bit different. So you know, how did it start? And obviously, you know, we know how far you've grown since then, but kind of take us with the origin story up until today. Okay. Well, yes, you're, you're absolutely right. The company did look much different. Uh, back in the day, uh, my dad uh, started this company kind of bootstrapping it, meaning that uh, he had his own personal dollars that he scraped together, which were not a lot and established uh, Rosina Food Products. Prior to that, he had a small sausage company that he owned with a partner and that split up uh, for many different reasons. And my dad took his resources and created Rosina Brand Sausage Company and uh, ran the business throughout the uh, 60s, 70s, and 80s. And uh, into the 90s when he retired in 1997. Frank and I joined the company back in uh, like 76 ish, 75 and 76. And, uh, you know, we have been part of the company's growth for the last uh, 40 years, let's call it. So uh, we've seen a lot of change, and hopefully, we were uh, part of driving lots of change that uh, has gone on in terms of growth. And obviously producing a lot more than just sausage now. Um, I know a couple of members of our staff recently uh, were lucky enough to take a tour of the facility. And I think you just completed a pretty large expansion on the facility that is going to be operational. I think someone said in December. So tell us a bit about that, like the, the reason why you wanted to or maybe needed to. Um, and then a bit about the details of that expansion, you know, square footage, all that. Sure. Well, Greg, we, we operate two production facilities here in Western New York, one in South Chictawaga on French road and another, which is a, what we call our pasta and entree facility in West Seneca, which is about, oh, about a half a mile from here. So, uh, we've, we, uh, started in, uh, on this site with meatballs, uh, and incidentally, we, 
don't make very much sausage nowadays. We eat very, very little. And uh, our company is more of, uh, on the protein side, a meatball, pizza topping, sliced sausage type of company. And, uh, you know, the facility that we're operating now, which is on what we call the protein facility, it's an older, um, I guess I would call it a tired facility. And that uh, this facility needs to be upgraded. So we have plans to open our new facility, which is adjacent to the pasta facility, which is uh, half a mile from here. Once we get that plant up and running, that's a 110,000 square foot state-of-the-art uh, meatball facility that will produce uh, 45 to 50 million pounds of product per year. So um, that's a that's a big number, and that's a that's it requires a lot of technology, and it requires a lot of uh, good people to operate that facility. But when we get that facility up and running, we will then take our Chikdwaga facility, our Chikdwaga protein facility, bring that down, refurbish it, repurpose it, and re reestablish it to uh, to where it needs to be in terms of operating. So uh, very, very exciting times here at Rosina. Yeah, sounds like it. And mm -hmm. you, you mentioned the technology that's needed in powering that new facility. Um, as I understand it, you know, automation, I'm sure plays a, a big part. So TELUS is like a family owned business and a company here in Western New York, how you're leveraging some technology and automation within your processes to help your growth. Yes. So, so technology, we use at uh, several different levels. Let's start with uh, the food safety side of things. Uh, Rosina is a manufacturer of high quality products and part of uh, building a high quality product is along with the ingredients and the way you actually make the product is uh, it's also a very data driven process. So we need to understand uh, raw materials that we're working with directly. Um, uh, if they're meeting specification, uh, how they uh, can be incorporated into the process without having any problems associated with them. So uh, technology starts there with uh, different, different levels of uh, checkpoints that are related to, to uh, checking that quality. And then um, in order to make a, product, a good product and a quality product, you need to be a consistent product. So the uh, plant, the new facility will allow us to be able to, uh, well, dial in the product, dial it into uh, whatever level of cooking it needs, freezing process, bagging, you know, all of those different pieces of the process will be very much uh, driven by technology and by standards and specifications and things like that. But you, you can never eliminate the, the need for great people. You know, we have uh, a great team of people here that are going to be working within that facility to build those, uh, those good quality and consistent products on a regular and ongoing basis. You know, and, uh, you know, some companies install technology to eliminate people. Our approach here is to install technology to aid people in doing their job and being more effective at what they do. So it, it, it all seems to be working out well. Yeah, that was the 
perfect pivot into the next thing I wanted to talk about, which is the, mm-hmm. that workforce. Um, you mentioned some numbers earlier on the scale of the production. How many employees do you have at, at the operation? Well, we uh, company-wide, we are around the 500 mark. And that includes all our sales force, our administrative team, and our production teams. And when I say production, that means our administrative and our our, uh, distribution team is what I meant to say. Uh, So we have uh, uh, at plant level and in distribution, quality, security, I would say we are around the 375 mark. And, uh, you know, that under 125 is administrative and sales and marketing. Wow. Yeah. So really impressive scale. And to your point of using technology, not to replace people, but to aid people, um, we were able to learn a little bit, uh, some of my coworkers on the visit about Rosina University and how you're using that to help upskill and train your workforce you know, just for their day-to-day jobs, but also on some of this technology that you're implementing. And it's a really kind of interesting in-house mechanism and even the brand behind it, calling it Rosina University. So tell the audience about that, because I think it's a pretty innovative approach to something that's in the news a lot, you know, with the current labor shortages and, and all of that. So how are you training and taking care of your people? Well, great question. I appreciate you asking that because Rosina University is uh, very, very important to Rosina, and it's something that we have had the desire to implement for a lot of years. And uh, we finally got our company to the position where um, we could no longer have enough people to promote internally to fill the gaps of growth. So we had to begin to reach out into the community and across the country at times when uh, different qualifications are required. And um, we, uh, we are very, very uh, committed to operating Rosina in a, in a very, very particular way, very strategic way. You know, we're a family business, homegrown. Um, our people are very important to us. Our customers are very important to us and our vendors are very important to us. And we wanna make sure that those groups uh, whether they're interacting with each other, interacting with customers, interacting with vendors, it's done a particular way. You know, there's no, there, there should not be a situation where somebody comes into Rosina and doesn't understand the mission well enough, doesn't understand how people deserve to be treated or need to be treated and keeping your eye on the goal. So we bring people in not only to understand how to work within our systems, we also make part of that process and how, how does leadership work? How do you develop leaders? How do you develop uh, those that report to you? How do you develop uh, certain particular situations? So the company runs the way it's intended to be run. Okay. It's not all about the bottom line. It's not all about uh, the owners. It's not all about uh, the management team. It's about everybody. And How do we all exist? How do we all grow together? And how do we all figure out a way to be successful with each other? You know, and that's a big part of Rosina University. You can no longer rely on, well, okay, just follow me and do what I do and you'll, you'll get it. 
No, we want to actually sit our people down. They deserve to know how they should develop within our organization. And what I, what I do with a lot of, a lot of younger people, Greg, is I, I tell them this, this short little story. It's when you're on the younger side and you're making a career decision, find a good company, find that company that you think is good and solid, join that company if they'll have you and settle down there. What I mean settle down is find a groove there and then figure out a way how to maneuver through that company and grow within that organization. You know, and with a lot of the younger people uh, these days, which we, I think we call them millennials, um, those millennials um, deserve to know that this is what you need to do to be successful. This is what you need to do. You need to stretch. You need to go that extra mile. You need to, um, you need to impress your leadership team. And when they ask you to do something out of the ordinary, if you could do it, do it. You know, and then when there's an opportunity for growth or promotion, your name floats to the top. And, and that's what you want to make sure you do. So find that good company, maneuver your way through it. And, um, you know, there's a lot of young people these days that spend six months at a job and say, ah, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going next door. Uh, that's, I'm not going anywhere here. And next thing you know, they spent five years moving around where if they would have found that good company and stuck with it, they would have been at that level that they want to be at ultimately. Okay. So I hope I answered your question uh, the way uh, you expected me to, but it's all about developing people uh, into that right skill set. Yeah, certainly. And I think this might, this conversation might, you know, of, of taking care of your people might parlay well into the next topic I want to cover, which is, you know, some of the impacts that the pandemic had on business. We've been asking a lot of our guests who are you know business leaders and, and C-level executives at companies across Western New York, just, just ways in which your company or you know your your workforce, any of that had to pivot through the pandemic and you know any any creative ways that you've made it through or even made improvements afterward. Well, again, great, great question. Um, one of the things that we learned very quickly when the pandemic knocked on our door, when I say our door, the, the world's door, one of the things that we do really well at Rosina and we became even better at it is communicating with people. We communicated to the point where I think we were almost over communicating, but we were telling people uh, what we were doing about it, uh, the safety equipment that was going to be provided, how we needed to interact with each other. When you enter the facility, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. And, um, you know, I have a belief, and I think that it's true that people not only want to be safe, they want to feel safe. You know, they want to feel like what you're doing or what you're providing them is making a difference. So we created a uh, COVID committee that met at first, they met every single day and they said, okay, here's the issues that are 
being presented to us, how are we going to react to them? You know, and I think we did it in a very thoughtful way. And I think we did it in a very uh, um, effective way. So when people heard what the company had to communicate, it was actually true and believable that, hey, this is what we're doing. And as a result of that, I am, I am super proud to say that our people showed up every day. Rosina did not miss a beat. You know, unfortunately, we did have some people throughout the organization that did become infected and they obviously couldn't be here. But for the most part, our people showed up every day and, and they actually said on a regular basis, hey, we're doing good stuff here. We're producing product for people. We're helping feed the community. We're helping feed the country and we're glad to be here. And you know what? That, that really makes you feel good because very easily people could say, you know what, I'm not coming to work. I'm, I'm going to stay home, you know, and we were able to uh, keep everybody employed and we were able to keep our plants running and uh, supplying our customers. So at the end of the day, I think the team here did a really good job working through the pandemic as we continue to do today. Right. So I want to, I want to zoom out here now. Um, obviously, you know, we kind of just covered a lot of ground about the success of Rosina here in Western New York. And for some of our listeners that might not know the Buffalo Niagara region and, you know, Western New York is a pretty successful hub of food and beverage and dairy processing companies, um, you know, yourself being one of them. So as a, a leader, at a company and a leader within that industry, you know, for our purposes, as we try and attract more Rosinas to Western New York to continue to grow our economy, what do you think Western New York, Buffalo, Niagara, what strengths do we possess, you know, specific to your industry that a, a company should know about? Well, the number one absolute positively thing that I could say is the people. We have access to a solid workforce. Does that mean everybody? Uh, no, it doesn't. But I would say eight people out of 10 here want to get up in the morning and want to go to work and want to do well. We, we have a solid workforce at Rosina. And we are, uh, every time that we go out uh, to hire people, when we bring them in, we are amazed with the quality of the people that we're actually able to get, you know, not only does that from the management side and the administrative side, but into the facilities and into the plants, uh, we get good, solid uh, people that want to want to be here. And, you know, and then secondly, I think we have access to uh, roadways. We have uh, a decent infrastructure. Um, and as long as you have that solid, workforce, you're going to do well. Well, I greatly appreciate your time today and uh, you know all your insights. Before I let you go, we always end on a couple hard-hitting blizzard round questions. So okay. if you were a flavor of ice cream, what would you be? I would be uh, maple walnut. What, what's a book or TV show that you'd recommend? Um, book. There's so many good books. I always enjoyed, enjoyed Barbarians at the Gate and uh, 
straight to the gut by with uh, Jack Welsh. Okay. Do you prefer a text or phone call? I prefer a phone call. Hiking or skiing? Hiking. Bills or Sabres? Really tough. Bills, A1. Sabres, A2. <laughs> Good answer. And last question, appropriate for a, a food company, chicken wings, drumstick or flat? Drumstick. Thank you very much for your time today. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Greg. And I appreciate talking to you and to your audience. Bell Ringer is a podcast by Invest Buffalo Niagara, the region's privately funded nonprofit marketing and economic development organization. Please rate this podcast, follow our social media channels, and read our blog at buffaloniagara.org for the best of Buffalo Niagara. Come grow your business with us.